1: Good afternoon or good evening whenever or wherever you're watching or listening to us this is the Osmo nhl dfs strategy show and i am your host michael clifford aka slim cliffy and joining me today on Nabu to take down darth maul in the throne room is our single entry jedi master mr joshua harris josh how are you doing today bud
2: pretty good last week of the regular season uh i can't believe how fast and how slow this season has gone it's been a trying season for a lot of us but like I can't believe it's just May. Like, it's almost halfway through 2021 already.
1: Yeah, this season, I feel like, has really flown by. Um, Like, I mean, it's only two-thirds of a a normal season, so that's kind of to be expected, right? But it feels like it wasn't that long ago where I was, like, two months into the season, and it was like, oh, we still have two months left to, you know, to make a bunch of money. And then all of a sudden, it's May, and you see a lot of teams only have two, three, four, five games left, like – there just really isn't a lot of time, and it's May the Fourth, so May the Fourth be with you, Mister Harris. <laughs> are you a Star Wars fan?
2: I am. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. No,
1: you don't. You don't have to go too too much deeper than that. No, I no, imagine.
2: Just I imagine through. like
1: like most people around our age are probably Star Wars fans, right? Oh, like
2: people like, who say they aren't are full of crap. They just want to block people on Twitter to say that they did it, but like, yeah. but like you know episodes 1 to 3 were just brutal i was just thinking about like my favorite one i think it's rogue one honestly it was one of my favorite star wars films that was
1: such a good movie i'm actually probably going to watch that tonight like once the games die down or whatever later at night um i like i absolutely love that movie i like i like solo a lot too i know people crap on that but like it, it was it's a heist movie right and it's just a fun heist movie so uh yeah may the fourth if you're not into star wars and you don't want to dig into All the lore, maybe watching something like Rogue One or Solo uh, could break the ice for you, but we're not here uh, to talk about Star Wars as much as I'd like to. I'd I'd sit here and talk about Star Wars for five hours if they pay me to do that, but we're here to talk about hockey. Uh, We have a five-game slate ahead of us tonight. Before we get to to tonight's slate, let's talk about last night's slate a little bit. I mean, a 14-game slate, I think, 13 or 14 games, like there was a lot to talk about, um bunch of hat tricks uh emil bemstrom had a natural hat trick to tie the game columbus was down three nothing to nashville he had a natural hat trick came back uh they tied it three three nashville still won an overtime but a natural hat trick from emil bemstrom i feel like that's just the perfect way to start the final week of the nhl season to get a natural hat trick from Emile Benstrom, this is a guy who in the first 16 games of the season had zero goals, <laughs> and he comes out and has a natural hat trick with eight shots. He had 21 shots in 16 games, and he had eight shots last night. Like, sometimes those things just happen. Uh, they come out of nowhere. There's not too much you can do to predict it. Uh, one we might have been able to predict was Sebastian Aho. Um, I actually had him as my hat-trick pick. I think it was on our Thursday show last week. Uh, Kind of early on that one. He had the hat-trick last night. Uh, Carolina laid some wood. He had uh, three goals, I think. Dougie Hamilton had a goal and assist. That game is on the slate here tonight. Uh, Carolina's – I didn't realize this, but if Carolina wins tonight, they basically wrapped up first place in the division, and that means Florida-Tampa Bay in the first round. So this is a pretty big game for Carolina.
2: Yeah uh that's gonna be a sweet series if that does happen uh especially with kucherov and Stamkos back i'm sure how many people are in chat almost 40 how many of your leaf fans i'm sure you're crying about the cap circumvention (laughs) but uh i'm just kidding i love you all um but yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be a great series and then josh morrissey randomly had like 40 dk points last night (laughs) he had had a goal, 10 shots on goal, and, like, six block shots at, like, 0.7%. Like, out of nowhere. Just top rope, RKO out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that happened last night as well. Uh, Connor McDavid did what Connor McDavid does as well. Uh, two goals, two assists for him. Uh, he's on the slate tonight as well, and we'll talk about him a little bit later. Uh, a good point that I saw made on Twitter earlier today, I forget who, who wrote it, but – we're coming down to the crunch time. There's a week left. I mean, there's a six days left in the official regular season, but obviously we know there's going to be games going on for like the next two weeks because there are a bunch of makeup games to go through. But I it, like the, the point was, it seems like Connor McDavid has started to hear the MVP chatter and that maybe he doesn't deserve it. And that maybe it should go to like, Nathan McKinnon or someone like that and McDavid is just flat out saying you know what the MVP is mine I'm taking it and that's just what he's like he's been absolutely nuclear of late
2: oh he has what 91 points in like 50 games this season like if this was a full season he'd be you know like if he got hot for like a wild stretch he could possibly like push over 150 but you know this is a you know there's a week left
1: yeah he has 27 points in his last 11 games yeah, just crazy. 11 games 27 points that is absolutely banana stuff from Connor McDavid of late uh, we'll t- we'll definitely be talking about that game a lot later on but um it last night was just one of those slates where like if you didn't do well I like I wouldn't get super hung up about it like 13 14 game slates you really like it's one of those things like you could you could have 150 lineups and not have a, a top two stack in any of, any of your lineups. That's just the way that it works on a slate that big. So a uh, little bit of a more manageable slate uh, here today. Uh, before we get going through the slate, if you guys could like uh, and a, hit the like, and especially the subscribe button, uh, subscriptions here really help us grow the channel, keep these shows coming. I know NHL has slowed down a little bit. Uh, that's just the function of the regular season, but MLB, PGA, MMA, NBA, all those shows still going strong. So throw us a subscribe uh, just to keep help us growing these shows and make sure that uh, we keep them coming pretty much all day, every day. Uh, And we do have uh, most of these shows going up in podcast form. So if you're not able to watch your favorite Osmo shows uh, on YouTube, uh, as they happen, you can definitely get to them uh, via podcast. Just go to Osmo.com slash podcast to check out what we've got going on um almost all of our podcasts are up there i think the only ones that don't go up are live before lock because you know those are live before lock so they don't really have a great shelf life uh but most everything else is up there so if you want to see what we have going on for podcasts just go to slash podcast and if you leave a five-star review with your twitter handle or email address you'll get put into a draw to win a free week of awesome plus platinum and that is good for up to one year so you could even win next winter or next spring for baseball whenever Just head to Osmo.com slash podcast. Check check out what we've got going on for our podcast. All right. We should probably start digging. Now that we're 10 minutes in, uh, we should probably start digging into the slate. I see the super chat from Robbie. Uh, Robbie had a good night, if I'm not mistaken, last night. Not a smash night, but definitely. I think he went like 4X or 5X or something like that. That's a smash night. <laughs> <I'm taking> my- <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'll say on a 14-game slate, that is a smash night. So, yeah, I would definitely uh, be pretty happy with a night like that. Thanks for that super chat, Robbie. Uh, and I see Charlie Perkins has joined Team Osmo. Awesome. Charlie, welcome to Team Osmo. Awesome. I see you with the badge in our YouTube chat. Always nice to have new people join. Now's the perfect time to get in because now is the time where – um especially with so many teams with not having a lot to play for you can probably narrow down your player pool a lot easier than you would earlier in the season so a five game slate is really like a three game slate or something like that so i think this is actually a good time for people to get into the nhl uh so tell your friends tell your family tell everyone you know uh come visit us here at uh the osmo nhl strategy show all right let's get into this first game uh Replay from last night. Uh, New York Islanders have a three point four implied goal total. They're going into Buffalo. The Buffalo Sabers have a two point one implied goal total. Looks like Michael Hauser is going. I keep wanting to call him Adrian because I think there's a baseball pitcher called Adrian Hauser. I want to call him Doogie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then there's that too. Uh, so Mr. Hauser looks like he's going to be going for Buffalo again because. Almost every Buffalo Sabres goalie is out now. Uka Pekka-Lukkanen is out for the year. Carter Hutton is done for the year. They said Dustin Tokarski had a family issue, so he's done for the year as well. Uh, Hauser will be going tonight. Allmark probably gets maybe one or two games the rest of the way, but uh, it might very well be Michael Hauser for the rest of the season for Buffalo and Nett. Uh, I would expect it's going to be Elias Sorokin uh, for the Islanders, seeing as Semyon Varlamov went last night all right uh despite the lopsided uh implied goal totals here buffalo did win last night they scored i think three goals in the third period for a comeback win um they actually have like six wins out of their last 17 games which for buffalo <laughs> considering they went like zero 19 earlier in the year is not that bad for them they're actually scoring some goals so i think there's some stuff on both sides of the ledger here josh what do you like
2: yeah, I mean, like, this story, Michael Hauser's story is kind of crazy. He's played, like, two games in the AHL since, like, 2016. He's, he's literally the Zamboni driver's son. Like, I don't know how old he is, but, like, he's like that guy. Like, I would imagine he was, like, running full-on adrenaline last night. Like, there has to be, like, a crash down to earth here. But, you know, that's stuff we can't predict. If we could, you know, we'd be – you know, on the beach with sipping some drinks with some straw, with some umbrellas in it, but like, (laughs) here we are. Like, I I think, you know, you look at the ownerships and like, Islanders won as low it's because Uncle Leo is still on the top line. Now, the thing is, like, the Islanders lost and Trotz may, you know, mix up the lines because he likes to do that after a loss, especially against the Sabres, especially against a guy who hasn't played goalies literally in like five years, but... As lines are currently constituted, I mean, you're going to have to pay attention to 630, you know, for the news. Anyway, you know, the under second line is where I would concentrate again. And, you know, the ownership is there. They're like 18, 19 percent, which is really high, but they're really cheap. They're only 11. Yeah, they're 11-2 as a full line. Like their price went down. Um, I'm not sure matchups really matter on, you know, for them matching up on the Boston side, but it's going to or on the Buffalo Sky, excuse me, but it's going to be favorable to them. You know, if you want to leave Bailey off, you know, and you hope you know like Wallström moves up or something. I don't understand why Islanders hate Wallström, but that's a that's a podcast for another for another day. Um, you know, I really like Beauvillier at four thousand, Brock Nelson forty one hundred. You know, you might as well just full stack because it's eleven one. Let you get you in the expensive stuff. Not that there's you know a plethora of expensive spots, but Isles two at eleven at eleven two at three point four total. You know, that just screams play me. I understand the ownership's going to be high, but it is a five-game slate, so you can probably get a bit different with some other stuff. Um, You know, I like that top line if Uncle Leo's not there. You know, if they move Zajac up or they move Palmieri up, move Wallstrom up, you know, I'd have more interest in them than with Leo there. And then on the Sabre side, you know, it's kind of – if this was a seven, eight, nine game slate, I'd probably be off the Sabres, but just because it's a short slate – and they scored some goals yesterday. Um, you know, I, I like that top line. You know, Reinhardt had a good game. He is pricey at 6,200, but him and Olsen correlate on the power play. It's 11,000 for the two of them. You know, the, you can get full aisles, too, for the same price as Reinhardt and Olsen. So, you know, they're going to come in way lower owned. They have a low total. So I think, you know, because it's five games, and if you're MMEing, I think having a little bit of Buffalo 1 makes some sense. But other than that, you know, I, I think I'd be off Buffalo.
1: Yeah. Um, this is kind of the problem I'm running into with Buffalo is that it's all a PDO bender pretty much. Right. I, well, number one, I should say they did break up their top line last like Skinner moved down, um, last night and they moved Anders Bjork up to the top line. Uh, Skinner played like 12 minutes. So seems like it doesn't matter the coach or the state of the team. Jeff Skinner's just perennially in the doghouse, no matter what. So, Anders Bjork moving to the top line, I, like, I guess it's fine because, like, at this point, like, do Bjork and Skinner have like a huge chasm in impact? I'm not sure that they do. And Bjork is $1,400 cheaper, so it does make that top line a lot cheaper. But like you said, um, we won't know what the lineups are going to be until warm ups. So we're just guessing that Bjork uh, might be on the top line. But like I said, um, the middle stat line since over the last month, I believe 44.7% expected goal share. Like that's just flat out bad. Uh, Olofsson and Reinhardt without Jeff Skinner on their line, about 180 minutes, 43% expected goal share. Like there's just nothing here. Like I think the best you could do is dipping down to like cousins and roots alignment or whatever, but like, (sighs) Even then, I think Islanders 3, you know, Palmieri and Wallstrom and them, would have the matchup advantage. So, like, I, I, I'm I, having a tough time seeing stay away from Buffalo because there are only so many spots. There are only so many cheap uh, cheap players. There are only so many low-owned players to go uh, on a slate like this. But... Uh, I think the way that I would attack Buffalo is I would stay away from the top line. I think that's probably the way that I would go um, right now. Um, all of Sin and Reinhardt going into that all line, something I mentioned uh, in our Slack chat earlier today. I know we like to make fun of Leo Komarov being on the top line for the Islanders, uh, but the, uh, with him on the top line, the Islanders <laughs> top line has actually been really, really good. Like 2.8 expected goals for per 60 minutes, which is excellent. Uh, like 1.8 or 1.9 expected goals against for 60 minutes. Like they've been really, really good together. Now I made sure to point out that it's been largely at home in easy matchups, but on the road against Buffalo is an easy matchup. So um, I really do like that Islanders top line. And I like the idea of using the full top line, like leaving Komarov in there, because I think if you're worried about uh, Islanders ownership, uh, And there could be some, you know, there could be some concerns about ownership. We have them as one of the most poorly leveraged lines uh, on the slate, but we also have them at only 7% and the entire line is only 13-2. So you can fit in that Islanders top line with Pittsburgh, with Philly, with Carolina, even with Edmonton, if you stack, you know, if you piece your lineup together correctly. So I don't mind that particular uh islanders line i do like that islanders top line i would stay away from the second line personally it's just an ownership thing i think they're going to come in way over owned like i could see them being like 15 to 20 percent people just jamming them in with uh carolina or edmonton so
2: oh.
1: yeah yeah even so uh i have a problem uh i have a problem stacking that Islanders second line so for me it'd be the islanders top line i don't mind going down to the islanders third line but like you said we just don't know if that lineup is going to stay together. So just be wary of the Islanders' third line uh, changing up. But, who you know, if it's Palmieri and Wallstrom, as long as Palmieri and Wallstrom are together, I honestly, uh, I would just play the two of them together. Um, on the blue line, one thing I did notice is the Islanders flat out took Pulak off the power play. I think that's that's a pretty big uh, thing to note here because Pulak... Hasn't been shooting as much this year in prior seasons. And now that he's off the power play, that concerns me a lot. So you have Dobson, Min Price on the power play. You have Nick Letty, 3,100, also on the power play. Is Pulag cheap enough at 4K where you're fine still playing him, even though he doesn't have power play time? Or do you just want to load in one of those power play guys?
2: I mean, for 4,000, I think you can do it. Like, he's going to get 20 minutes. He's going to get his minutes. You know, Dobson gets the power play one time at mid and price, but his minutes on the ice are a bit iffy. So, you know, it's really what you're comfortable with. You want to have the power play correlation with a guy who doesn't play much at five on five. We want the guy who's going to be on the ice with Islanders one, you know, at five on five and on the power play. You know, I think, you know, Pulak, he had a decent game yesterday. I, I think I think he had, I don't know, he might have found. Uh, fell one shot uh, short of, like, a combo meal or something like that, I, I'd have to go look. But at 4,000, I think you can put him in. You know, if you want a power play stack, like, uh, if you're worried about Islanders ownership, you can do something like Barzell, Eberle, Beauvillier, and then Dobson. Like, I think that's a way to get a little bit different just because, like, Beauvillier is going to be over 20% tonight. Like, there's no doubt about it. He's the only Islanders player that, like, people like to play. So – if, you, if, you, if you're worried about ownership, you put them in with Eberay and Barzell and Dobson and hope they get three, four power plays and then convert. But, yeah, Dobson is fine. I, I'll still play Pulak at his price. Tough to click in Letty. Um, Pelich is not a bad punt.
1: Yeah. Um, what do you think of the Josh stack here tonight? I saw that recommended in the uh, YouTube chat. I, I think this might be a decent spot because the Islanders are all reasonably priced. And then you can just jam in somebody like McDavid on top of that. What do you think?
2: Yeah, so one thing that does, would concern me with that, like if you want to power play one stack and add in another forward, you're going, you're going over three even strength lines. So if you, if you think they're going to get a bunch of power plays, then sure, do it. But I think what I would do, I would do the, the top line with Beauvillier and Nelson and then add in the defenseman you know your preference dobson you want pool lock something like that i think i'd i'd be more apt to do that than power play stack and add in someone else just because i'm not a huge fan of going over three even strength lines for one power play
1: okay i got you i was just thinking of something crazy in my head like josh stacking the second and third line and then putting a mcdavid and try or something like
2: that <laughs> I mean, You could. they're so cheap
1: yeah exactly um are you playing hauser tonight uh should probably bring him up 6,500 back-to-back at home what do you think
2: yeah I mean anytime you get a min price goalie it doesn't matter who it is like yeah this guy hasn't played since you know I was a baby but like min price he had a good game yesterday hopefully he keeps the momentum going again it's one of those situations where if he's going to see the volume he doesn't even need to win a win to pay off at his price
1: yeah exactly I think that's as, as long as he sees the volume is kind of the key there because the Islanders don't always put up a ton of shot volume. But I agree. He should at least be under consideration uh, for you guys here tonight. Um, we're going to move it along. But before we do, just want to let everybody know we have some free premium tools and data up on the site. We usually do almost every day. Uh, today being no different. Our NHL top stacks, main top stacks are up. So you've heard us talk about uh, the Islanders too uh ownership you can go and check it out for yourself at osmo.com because our nhl top stacks for the main slate are up uh our mlb top stacks are up as well um if you want to play some baseball tonight as well as our nba big board so if you want to play nhl mlb or nba we have you covered here at osmo.com all right next game uh again a replay from last night uh, these games are all replaced from last night, so that's probably going to be the last time that I mention that. <laughs> Actually, I, sh- I should still probably mention it uh, for
2: every game. Uh, yeah, they they literally all are back-to-backs. from Yeah, yesterday. they all are, but I'm
1: just thinking in case somebody jumps on the stream yeah. uh, at some point. So, yeah, they played last night, Boston, 3.4 implied goal total. They're going into New Jersey. Uh, the Devils have a 2.2 implied goal total. I think the one thing to bring up here that I was mentioning to Josh before the show Uh, We talk about line matching a lot here. I do think it is of importance, not the most important thing, but of importance. Um, The thing that I mentioned to Josh before the show was that New Jersey didn't match last night. They just, I don't want to say they rolled lines, but there was no rhyme or reason to who they sent out against whom. Um, The only thing you can say is that the fourth line really didn't see a lot of the Boston top line, which, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Other than that, the ice times were pretty spread out. So there's no telling how how line matching is going to go here. Uh, And I think that kind of kills any excitement we might have for New Jersey. But maybe you have something different to say. What do you got here?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Because I'm looking at their ownership runs right now. It's the first or second run we've had today. And you see Mackenzie Blackwood at 25%. And we see Boston's ownership. Yeah, they're expensive. But there's so many cheap options tonight. Like their ownership right now is under 7%. And, like, yeah, normally, like, back-to-back on the road against the Devils, like, I don't know. Like, if it was a bigger slate, like, I don't, I don't want to pay that price for, you know, Boston on a back-to-back. But, like, everyone's on a back-to-back tonight. They have low ownership because I think everyone's just jamming in Blackwood because Wedgwood, you know, had a great game yesterday, even though they lost. So I think, you know, there, there's some merit to going to Boston one here. You can fit them in with Isles one, fit them with Isles two, you fit them with Isles three. And I'm sure there's other, there's other spots, you know, to do it. So like anytime you can get an elite line at low ownership on a five game slate, I think you do it. Um, I don't know if you make it a priority in one to three lineups, but I think, you know, they definitely be in consideration. Um, MME, I'd be way over the field on Boston one tonight. Um Boston two, like, yeah, you know, sure. Taylor Hall, everyone's, everyone's, you know, crush because of Jake, you know, he moves mountains for Taylor Hall, you know, their line is really low too, but they're kind of pricey like, and, and they, they have full power play two correlation, but when does power play two ever play for the Bruins? Like they get like three seconds of the power play. So for their, like they're like sixteen nine, like priced in no man's land. So yeah, maybe from an ownership play, you'll get them at low ownership, but like, I don't have too much interest at full stacking that line. If you want to take, like, Craig Smith, that's fine. I think I'd be more happy to, you know, use the Nick Ritchie one-off if I was going to go somewhere for a one-off. Yeah, the stacker line's okay. I think I'd have a little bit in MME, but one to three, I have no interest. And then on the Devils side, like, yeah, if the Devils are not, not – they don't really roll lines, but if, they're go- if like, all these lines are going to see a little bit of the Bergeron, a little bit of the Krejci, I don't know. Like, I like the Hughes line. Don't get me wrong. The numbers are great. Finishing has been a big issue. And, like, you need them to score goals to win in DFS. Like, yeah, Corsi numbers are great. All that stuff is great. Like, but they need to score. Yeah, and Sharon Govich had two goals the other night. But those were both on the power play. Power play two got there. So I, I think I'm off the Devils' top line tonight, or the Hughes line. I know we have debates about that. Numbers are just, you know, at this point, whatever. So I think if I was going to use anyone on the Devils, it would be that he share line. But, like, I see their ownership, 10%. They are fully correlated on the power play. So, like, in MME, I think you either, you know, just have a little bit or you go over the field. I don't know, you know, being at the field with NJ2 is really the best idea. But, like, yeah, I like them just because they're fully correlated. Boston doesn't have anything to play for, really. Like, so – Yeah, maybe they have a couple mental lapses on the PowerPoint you can get there with NJ too. I just worry a little bit about the ownership.
1: Yeah, that ownership on New Jersey too is a concern for me. I Like, you know, we love our correlated lines here. Jake talks about them all the time. Um, They are very important to success, but fully correlated lines that double our expected top two stack, that's just not the way to play DFS. So that's, what's keeping me off that year line. And I agree with you with the Hughes line. I think it's just a matter that they just need more experience in the NHL. Like I think two or three years from now, I think Jack Hughes is going to be a very good goal scorer. I, I think Diego Sharon, go, is going to be a very good goal scorer as well. Um, it's just not right now. Like this is Boston is a legitimate cup contender, probably a top three team in hockey. And the Devils just unloaded a bunch of guys at the deadline and are rebuilding. <laughs> like this is like as good as, as good as that Hughes line is there's still nowhere in the stratosphere of Boston one. They're probably not even as good as Boston two. So like they do play well and we do like our good five on five lines here. So if you want to play Hughes and Sharon Govich and Koukounen, I'm not going to say no. It's just, I'm out uh, on the Devils here tonight. This just feels like,
0: more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details did you miss your deadline to renew your medicaid coverage
1: Uh, a Boston team that is really hitting its stride since the trade deadline. Boston is number one in expected goal share and uh, goals for percentage. Number one uh, ahead of Colorado, ahead of Vegas, ahead of Carolina, number one in hockey that Taylor Hall trade just completely turned this team's fortunes right around. Um, I'm out on New Jersey. As a matter of fact, I'm probably out on Boston tonight here too. The, this is why they have one forward. One, playing over 17 minutes a night regularly. 17 minutes. And that's Brad Martian. I think um, Bergeron's at like 1659 or 17 exactly, and Pasternak's down to like 1630, and the second line are all around 16 minutes. So it's like, would you rather play Boston 1 at 24K playing 17 minutes together, or Boston 2 for 17K playing 16 minutes together, right? So that's what's, that's what's keeping me away from Boston 1. It, like They could absolutely go out and put up five goals in 18 minutes. They're, they're good enough to do that. It's just I want them playing 20, 21 minutes a night, not 16 to 18 minutes a night, if I'm going to spend half my salary cap on them. Okay. So like you said, I'm not going to say no to somebody playing Boston 1 because they should come in at low ownership, and they are probably the best line on this slate. But I'm not going to spend nearly half my my salary cap playing a line that might only play 16 or 17 minutes tonight. Like if Boston gets up two or three, nothing early. Those guys aren't going to see the ice yeah. like Bergeron, Marchand, and bastard dude, they, they might play 15 minutes if this team gets up early. So, and I know if they get up early, it's because they might, you know, the Boston one might've scored. I know that argument as well, but I just don't like those minutes. I don't like them for cash games. I don't like them for tournaments. I think Boston two would be where I would go here. Um, it's just they're playing 16 minutes. I know they don't get that that sweet, sweet power play time that we want, um, but they've just been, like, absolutely excellent together. Like, I think they've been around to 60, 63% expected goal shares over the last month. Like, you almost can't get much better than that. So I'm in a, more on Boston, too, than I am on anything else uh, on the Boston side. Uh, on the blue line, Ty Smith being out. I think we'll probably push uh, Will Butcher to the top power play unit and then leave something like Severson Carrick on PP2. Um, I guess that might mean some more ice time for Carrick, but I, that's just a guess on my part. We don't know. What do you like for defensemen?
2: Yeah, I don't really. I mean, if you want to, Severson's okay at 3,000. I think, you know, he's all right. Really, I don't really like much of the defensemen on either side in this game. Grizzlick, I don't want to play 5,500 for. I know, you know, I'll get roasted in the chat for that. Like I'm not paying 5,500 for Matt Grizzlick. I'm sorry. Like I'd rather pay 5,600 for Charlie McAvoy, but he hasn't been great recently. So I'm probably just out on defensemen in this game.
1: Yeah. uh, I can't say I blame you there Uh, in net, I mean, I'm probably not going to pay it for Boston. Whether you want to pay down for the devils is up to you, but honestly, there are a lot of cheap goalies on the slate and this probably isn't the game where I'd want to go with a cheap goalie.
2: Yeah. And a chalky cheap goalie that could get blown up. Like I think I'm going to look elsewhere.
1: Right. Like I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather just play 6,500 Hauser than 7K Dell or 7,200 Wedgwood or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move it along to our next game. We have the Pittsburgh Penguins with a 3.6 implied goal total going into Philly. The Philadelphia Flyers have a 2.8 implied goal total. Tristan Jari back in net for the Penguins tonight. He got pulled last night, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And then uh, Casey DeSmith came in. So, yeah, he got pulled at the end of the first period last night. Then Casey DeSmith came in. So Jari should be relatively fresh, I suppose. Um, I believe it was Alex Leon uh, last night for uh, the Flyers. So that means it probably should be... uh, Brian Elliott here tonight uh, for Philadelphia. The Flyers ran over Pittsburgh last night, like throttled them. Like the seven, two score was every bit as deserved um, by the underlying numbers as could possibly be. Uh, Evgeny Malkin returned last night on a line with uh, Kasperi Kapanen and Jason Zucker uh, and went back to the top power play unit, which pushes Jared McCann off the top power play unit. Um, I think there, I I think there's stuff on both sides to like here. So what do you like, Josh?
2: Yeah, I mean like <clears throat> Pittsburgh's going to be chalk tonight. Like they're just people are just going to go back to them like blind faith. Like they're not as expensive as Boston one. They're you know people are going to go to McDavid. They're going to go to Crosby. They're going to go to Pitt one. Right. They're getting this Katoria matchup. That's something we wanted to attack early in the season, but he's been better. He's been better. Like, I don't want to pay <clears throat> I don't want to play pit one to 25% going against Katori Like, yeah, I think there's better spots for way less ownership tonight. Like, if you want to do it, because they're fully core on the power play and flyers can't stop and nosebleed defensively, the goalies stink, you want you want to go down the list of stuff like you know, A B's awful. I agree with most of that too, but like that Katoria matchup is a tough one. Like if if, if Crosby is coming in at like 11%, 12 percent on this slate in a five-gamer, yeah, I'd be interested. But, like, 25% going up against Couturier is not something I want to do it's on the road, on a back-to-back. And then you start going down here. Zucker, Malkin, Kappen and I have some interest in just because, you know, once you get past Couturier, the, the Flyers don't have much. Like, he's, he's an okay player. Like, he's not anything to ride home about defensively. So I think you can go back to the Malkin line. Maybe he's got his feet under him a little bit. He needed to get the rust off in that first game. You know, he is a bit pricey at 6,300, but he does get power play time. You know, and Zucker and Kapanen are 6,700, the two of them, so their 13K is a full line. I, I preach this all the time. Like, if you want to get exposure to these these teams and a high total at lower ownership, you start going down the lineup. So I think you can go to that second line. I think you can go to that third line. Like, if you want to leave Freddie Gaudreau off, that's perfectly fine. You want to do a Carter McCann two-man, you know, they're going to get super low ownership, and they're going to get the bottom six of the flyers, which you can exploit. So I think you know you stay away from the Crosby line, and you start going to the Malkin line. You do a you know Carter McCann two man. You get better matchups. So I think that's what I'm going to do for Pittsburgh. And on the Philadelphia side, you know as much as we talk about not going against Couturier, I don't want to go against Crosby. So like that top line is out for me. That second line is okay. Like Hayes, Farabee, Voracek, getting the Malkin line. Like Malkin had his defensive struggles before he got hurt. So I think you can go there as well. You know, they're coming off a seven goal game. It's not like they're having problems scoring. They're fully correlated on the second power play, but it's not like the Bruins. They're going to split time. So, you know, that second line for the Flyers, I have some interest in, you know, that third line too, I think would be a better filler on a bigger slate just because the power play correlation isn't there, but on five games, I think you can find more cheaper lines that had better correlation. So I'm kind of out on there, but like for me, it's pit two, pit three and Philly two.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm going to start on the Pittsburgh side. And I agree with you on pit one. i out on pit one. Uh, Couturier's numbers have rebounded. He said he's healthy. I know players, like, they'll say that um, in the media sometimes just to get people off their backs. But if you look at his numbers, his numbers have been a lot better uh, over the last few weeks. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm out on pit one. I agree with you in theory on Carter and McCann. I like that duo and they should get good matchups, but they're expensive. That's the problem for me. Uh, McCann's price still hasn't gone down because like, like all the power play one time that he's had over the last month is still baked into his price. Right. So he's still 5,500. Jeff Carter's at 5k. So you're looking at 10,500. If you look at McCann's ice time last night, 11 and a half minutes with Malkin back in the lineup. That's kind of my problem here is that McCann and Carter are still priced as if Malkin's not in the lineup. Um, but he is. And the ice time is reflective of Malkin being back in the lineup. Um, I don't expect McCann to play 11 and a half minutes every night, but there were times where he was playing 17, 18 minutes regularly. He won't get that again. He'll be down around 13, 14. So that's just kind of when their prices come back down. Like I imagine, you know, maybe in two or in a couple of games, McCann will be down around 4k or something like that. I think that's probably where I would jump on. So Honestly, for me, I'm just out on Pittsburgh altogether here. I don't want the top line. I think the McCann line is too expensive. And quite frankly, Malkin's just sucked this year. Uh, He was, like, awful for the first six weeks of the season. Looked like he was kind of turning it around through the first couple weeks of March and then got hurt. Uh, His line with Kapanen and Zucker together this year, 40.5% expected goals share. Like, they're just bad. I want as much as that Philly 2 line as I can get. I really like Hayes. Uh, it's Hayes, Voracek, and Farabee. Um, they'll probably get some power. They'll get power play minute, uh, power play two minutes together as well. Uh, so I like that. And they'll get the Malkin matchup. That's a matchup that they got last night. They're going to get it in here again tonight. They ran them over last night. I imagine they're going to run them over again here tonight. Uh, Philly 2 is actually one of my favorite lines on the entire slate. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned them. uh, We're both on the same page uh, on that line here tonight. So Philly two, uh, sign me up with them. Uh, Philly three, I'm probably not going to go down that far. I just don't like that particular line combination. And I agree with you on Philly one. It's one of those situations where both top lines just kind of neutralize each other for me. Um, So I would stay away from Couturier. I would stay away from Crosby. I would focus on Hayes, Boricic. Fairly okay on the blue line uh chris Latang, for some reason they're still playing him 26 minutes a game even though like ostensibly the playoffs are are supposed to be a week away um i think a part of that is pittsburgh really wants first place uh in their division that's something we should bring up they're tied with washington at the top of the division the team that doesn't win the division gets the boston bruins in the first round okay yeah. so uh, finishing first in that East division is going to be very, very important uh, for your prospects of success. So I, I suspect Pittsburgh won't do like Boston. Boston's going to play Bergeron and Marchand and those guys like 17 minutes. I suspect Pittsburgh and them are still going to play 20 plus. That includes the defenseman. Like I brought up with Latang playing 26 minutes plus our boy, Michael Matheson, not playing though. That kills me. Uh, anybody else on the blue line that you like?
2: I don't know. I guess John Marino is getting power play two time, but like, I don't know about his time on ice. Like, Latang makes some sense. Like he's a reasonably bright. I mean, he doesn't do much anymore, but like he's 5,800. If you're power play stacking, sure. I'm not going to one-off Latang. Like he's not a one-off guy. Um, on the flyer side, you know, Sanheim at 3,700 is fine. Felipe Meyer down at 2,600 is fine. If you're using flyers too, and you want to get like even more unique. You can throw in off for the four man power play two stack. You know, other than that, not much interest.
1: All right, good enough. Uh, in goal, uh, I'm pretty sure we're never playing uh, Philly goaltenders again. Are you going to play 7900
2: Yari? Uh, I wouldn't play 6900 Yari. <laughs> I am not a Yari guy. I'm not a Pittsburgh guy. But like, like Yari's always chalk. It doesn't matter his price. He's always jock.
1: That's true. And I'm not quite sure why that is. But really? anyways, uh, I'll let other people play Tristan Terry Jerry at 7,900. Uh, not for me tonight. Uh, just want to thank our show sponsor, Jock Market. Before we go any further, uh, if you haven't heard, Jock Market has turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Forget waiting until the end of the game to make money. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all shares at the end of each night. With daily markets for NBA, MLB, NHL, and PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any match or game. Just use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players then buy, sell, or hold them during the game based on your own analysis. Download the app to get started and use our exclusive Osmo promo code nhl 20 for a $20 bonus on your first deposit. This is an exclusive offer only for the Osmo community, so make sure to take advantage of it today. That's Osmo NHL 20 for a $20 bonus at our show sponsor, Jock Market. All right, two more games to get through, 15 minutes to get through them, lots of time. We got Chicago with a 2.3 implied goal total going into Carolina. The Hurricanes have a 3.7 implied goal total. Uh, Nedeljkovic went last night uh, for Carolina, so I imagine it's going to be him tonight. Uh, or I imagine it's going to be Mrazek tonight for the Hurricanes. And then we have Colin D'Elia on the other side for Chicago. Um, I just want to talk about the line matching real quick from last night. Carolina won. They basically just stuck them against whatever line Patrick Kane was on. So whenever Kane was on the ice, uh, Carolina one jumped on the ice. Because uh, Chicago did mix up their lines a little bit during the game. Uh, Carolina, two, uh Natchez, Niederreiter, Trocek mostly took depth. Carolina three, which is the stall fogel line, mostly took the Dock, the Brinkat, Kubelik line. Um, those are, are the expected matchups, but I want to mention uh, Patrick Kane, Dylan Strom, uh, Adam Goddet was a thing for the second half of the game last night against Chicago. Of course, we're not going to know if they're a thing before... Uh, Uh, Until warmups hit. The nice thing tonight, I will say, for a five game slate is that four games starting at 7 p.m. Eastern at least gives us a lot of opportunities uh, to, you know, jigger around our lineups if we need to. Uh, So at least we have that. All right. Chicago, I think, has multiple playable lines. Carolina does as well. What do you like, Josh?
2: Yeah, I know Ajo's coming off the hat trick. They're fully, or they're not fully correct. Tavo's on the second line, but they're an elite line. They're coming off a big game. They get now Colin Delia in that. They're going to be popular, and I like them. But I think, you know, in a 3.7 total, their ownership is going to be a bit too high. Like, And they're kind of priced, like, kind of in a weird spot. Like, if you put them in, you can't really fit them in with McDavid. You can't fit them in with Pittsburgh. So, like... Yeah. If you want to get like unique and fade those big guns. Yeah. I think you can go there and just differentiate yourself a little bit, but I, I still like the Strocek and that rider line. Uh, they had an okay game yesterday, but like they're going to be half the ownership of the AHO line. And I think, you know, that's where, you know, I want to get less ownership in a high total game. I think, you know, people are just going to gravitate to I because you had the hat trick, but you know, the Trocek needed rider line has been arguably the best line on Carolina all season. So, you know, I they're gonna get it, doesn't really matter. Like, they're not gonna get Kane, not that Kane's anything good defensively. If they get the doc to bring line sure, like that's favorable to probably both, like but more towards the Carolina side. So, I think I'm gonna go back to Carolina two. If you want to go to Carolina three, because they're super cheap, they're under 10,000. You get stall on the top power play, you know, their ownership is a bit high for that price. But I think, you know, they're a decent filler tonight. I have no problem if you want to play the Aja line. Like, I really don't. They're one of the – they're an elite line. Ownership does concern me, so if you're going to put them in, I think you have to, like, at least pay attention to what you're doing. It Just if it fits too easy, it might be duped. But, you know, by now you know the – you, you've heard the warnings. But Carolina 2 for me is my favorite than Carolina 1, Carolina 3. On the Blackhawks side, you know, I like that cat. DeBrin, uh, Doc Kubelik line fully correlated on the power play, not super expensive. Their ownership's okay. Um, you know, like I I just don't like the Blackhawks. Like they they had what, like 15 shots on goal yesterday? Something just ridiculously low. You know, but I think, you know, for the same reasons why I'm avoiding the Aho line, are the same reasons I want to go back to Blackhawks. Like, I don't think they're gonna have 15 shots again their ownership is going to be lower because of that. I think you can get a little bit lower ownership on, you know, Chicago too. Even like a, the gaudette Kane, strom line, like your Gaudette guy, when he was on the Nucks for the for, for his shooting prowess, like he's been playing pretty good for the Hawks. He's min price. Like I think there is some stuff to like on the Hawks line. Like, like it is kind of tough to stack the Hawks, but it is 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to get the news. So, yeah, I like Chicago too. I like Chicago one. And then Carolina 2 for me. What's making
1: this tough for me is yeah. that you're, there's going to be a lot of ownership on the Carolina side. You're right about that. And Carolina 1 is one of our, going to be one of the most owned lines on the slate. <laughs> Here's the problem. is Chicago has just been garbage defensively of late. Their last eight games, 3.3 expected goals against for 60 minutes. 17 high danger shot attempts against per 60 minutes. I kid you not, that would be mid-pack among penalty kills. <laughs> They're playing shorthanded. This is that's, awful.
2: It's Colin DeLia too.
1: <laughs> so like and that's and then as we met as I mentioned at the top of the show, Carolina has a lot of motivation to win this game because a win here And all they need is one point in their remaining games to wrap up the division. All they need is one win tonight against Chicago and they basically wrapped up the division. So they have a lot of incentive to win tonight so they can start resting players down the stretch. I think you're going to see, like, I don't want to play the narrative street, but I'd like to think that Carolina, like Chicago has nothing left to play for. Carolina has a lot to play for because they do not, Carolina is going to remember, you know, getting spanked by the Bruins, uh, in the Eastern Conference Final a couple years ago, they don't want to face them in, in the first round and get knocked out after winning their division. They like they will want to win this game a lot tonight. So I really like Carolina. Like I said, the top line is going to carry a lot of ownership. I think this is the game to Josh Stack, honestly. like you, The problem is, is like if you're stacking the power play, George Stahl plays the third line, so you're going to have to triple stack your centers or something like that. Um, but I think... Like, you're, you're going to have to do something else other than just play Carolina top line plus, like, Hamilton or plus Slavin or plus Pesci or whomever. There's just going to be way, 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 way too many people on that same combination. Uh, I would recommend some sort of Josh stack, a power play stack, a power play two stack, uh, something like that, something other than just stacking uh, an even strength line. Uh, on the Chicago side, like, I kind of like the 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 Brinkett, doc kubalik line uh perfectly correlated reasonable price uh ownership in check i'm not going to say i'm going to play them for sure here tonight but they're at least on my radar there's something to keep in mind they'll they're definitely going to be in like my top four or five because i think i'm going to go one line up tonight they're definitely going to be in my mix like top four or five for lines that i want to get in uh i just i can see carolina just really having a, a really impressive game here tonight just to salt away the division so I'm mostly out Uh, Chicago Chicago defenseman like uh, Connor Murphy still being priced near 5k when he's playing 19 minutes a game Uh, no thank you I guess Duncan Keith is fine uh, if you want to play some you know some power play Chicago guys Uh, but there's really nothing on the Chicago side I like what do you like for defenseman here
2: I mean Wyatt Earp 3,700 I guess is okay like I don't even know who he is, but, like, I don't look at his game lots and he's pretty good. Uh, that's just, you know, whatever. But, like, I, I'm probably going to be off the Chicago defenseman tonight. Like, Keith, if you're, you know, power play stacking I'm, I don't know if I want to power play stack the Hawks tonight. That just seems a bit bad. <laughs> On the Carolina side, like, Dougie, obviously. Like, if you're doing any kind of Josh stack, you got to include Dougie. Uh, I think Slavin's fine. Think Brady Shea is fine, and I know people are here. I see all the people here for the Pesci impression. It's not ready, but have you seen Taken? Have you seen Kermit the Frog <laughs> play Taken? Kermit the Frog playing Liam Neeson, telling you to lock in Brett Pesci night. I don't know who you are, but I have a certain set of skills <laughs> that are nightmares for DFS players. Cliffy's <laughs> losing his mind. If you do not lock in Brett Pesci tonight, I will look for you, I will find you, and I will kill you. (laughs) Don't lock in Brett Pesci, lock in Doug Hamilton.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god,
1: you actually did it! (laughs) That's not a bad impression, actually. (laughs) Tyler had to take his glasses off, he's laughing so hard. Oh my god. (laughs) <laughs> all right
2: <laughs> don't lock in pesci though play hamilton for the love of god i'm gonna get like i'm gonna get on twitter people are like you told me to lock in kermit told me to lock in pesci and he has like 2.6 play hamilton
1: yeah okay yeah play doggie hamilton okay <laughs> um let's get to our last game <laughs> Edmonton has a 3.3 implied goal total going to Vancouver. The Canucks have a 2.6 implied goal total. Um, I believe Edmonton has definitely come up through the day, up near three and a half. Um, they're going to be very popular here tonight. Um, I have my I have a sneaky take out of this game, but I want to hear what you have to say in your normal voice or the Kermit voice. It doesn't matter.
2: I think we should lock in McDavid. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Maybe on Thursday. I can do the whole show. But, uh, you know, listen, McDavid, Drysaddle, pooley elite line. Like, you look at the Wowies with Drysaddle and pooley with and without McDavid. It's just night and day. Like, this is by far the best iteration of uh, Edmonton 1. The Canucks are just awful. <laughs> like, Like I know they've battled COVID, but like, take COVID out of it, they're still awful. Like, there's just a bad team. Like, they have injuries. They have problems. You know, that JT Miller-Besser line has been okay. But once you get past them, like, their their defensive numbers just tank. Like, tank. Like, my GPA in college is... Just... <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the problem is, like, the Oilers' depth is awful. So I think, like, the play, honestly, is Edmonton 1 tonight. Um, yeah, Edmonton 2 was pretty... It was it was decent last night. Like, Dominic Cahoon had, like, eight shots on goal. Like, that's not going to happen again. He may not have eight more shots on goal until, like, the 2023 season. But, like, I think you can, I think you can add in, like, a Nugent Hopkins with an Edmonton one. I think that's a decent way to get unique. Like, McDavid's – it's like the Matthews thing. Like, he's going to be high-owned. He's expensive. He's going to score. What are you going to do about it, right? I think, you know, you, you do like a McDavid, dry saddle, pull RV. Like, last night, McDavid was, like, 40%. Puyarvi was 3%. Three. You have to leave Puyarvi in. Like, yeah, his price is expensive, and I wish he was on power play one. But, like, he's a good player. He's not some third wheel. He's not some guy. He's just not like a guy. He's going to score goals with McDavid. So I think Edmonton, full Edmonton one is the play. You want to add a Nugent Hopkins for more power play. I think that's perfectly fine. You want to add Chiesan? You can do it. You know, he's going to be 1%. He's min-priced. He gets the power play time. Like, he plays 10 minutes a game, but, like, six of them are on the power play. That's all you want. <clears throat> and then on the Vancouver side, like, I may have some interest in Miller-Besser, but, like, not tonight. Like, I'm probably just going to be out on the Canucks.
1: Yeah, Miller-Besser and Hoglander is, is the one that's interesting to me. Um, full correlation, relatively cheap. Um, they have. You're right, they have been playing – you know, well for the Canucks, which is 49% expected goal share. Uh, with that line off the ice, the Canucks are under 33% yeah. expected goal share. Like, it's it's just not even an NHL team. Like, I'm sorry. So, like, as much as I'm, I'm, I'm a McDavid fader, like, I'm a guy that will have absolutely no problem fading McDavid. Tonight is not the night to do that. No, I will not be fading anybody playing Vancouver for the rest of the season. Love McDavid. Love Dreisaitl. Love... Um, Poo Yervi as well, like you said, adding Nugent Hawkins. Shieson is the guy I always put in because he's been priced. And like you said, most of his minutes seem to come on the power play, uh, on that Edmonton power play anyway. So uh, love Edmonton one. Don't mind, Like I said, don't mind that Vancouver second line, but um, that's probably going to be it, it for me. Like they're, they're definitely an MME. I, w- I won't have them in my one to threes uh, here tonight um that'll do it for us here tonight uh today tonight this morning whenever this is uh Josh I'm gonna ask you for your hat trick pick real quick before we get out of here my hat trick pick I'm gonna go back to a line that I loved earlier in this slate uh Philly 2 Joel Faraby you're gonna get my hat trick for for me here tonight what about you
2: I'm gonna stay away from the pricey players and I think he has a bounce back game tonight I think I under role Anthony Bovillier
1: there we go Anthony Bovillier Joel Faraby are your hat trick picks for tonight. All right, that'll do it for us here today for producer Tyler for our Jedi Master Joshua Harris uh, saying good luck tonight. Jake will be here tomorrow. Let's go win some money.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? ha! in my dentist's office. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching.
1: Oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof.
0: Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash profits 23. Shopify.com slash profits 23.